Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, and it is Monday, which means our dear friend, Garrett Vogel, joins us. You just looked directly into your Zoom camera and made me smile, Garrett. Hello, Garrett. How are you? Rob Shooter, this has to be like the day after the Super Bowl, the day after the Oscars, the day after everything big, because the weekend-long coronation has finally come to an end. And I guess we are here. Well, you're here. I'm more here as like just, you know, the pretty boy show um, to to recap everything royal that happened in the UK. Am I correct? You are correct. You're wrong on one thing. What's that? It's not the day after Christmas. It's not the day after the Super Bowl. It's like the day after I first met you. That's oh my how. God, Rob Shooter! I mean, I am spoken for, but greatly appreciated. <laughs> That's how it feels. Okay, let's jump into the whole episode. We're devoting to the royals. We're throwing out a little bit of our structure. We're not going to naughtiest than the nicest of the day because everybody is nice. Because it's my favorite day, my favorite weekend. So we're going to jump in with all the royal gossip. If you are obsessed with royals, you are in the right place. If you don't like the royals, this is going to be torture for the next twenty minutes. Let's. Jump in. What time is it, my friends? It is tea time. Coronation tea time. Coronation. Sip up, my friends. So big story at the top of the show. Harry has wasted no time to get back to the US after the coronation. So he left less than an 
hour after his dad's coronation ended, he rushed back to California to make it home in time for his son Archie's fourth birthday. He was spotted in the VIP Windsor Suite, aptly aptly named at Heathrow Airport at 3 p.m. local time. So this means that Harry was in the UK for less than 24 hours. He took a commercial flight, not a not a fancy private flight. Man of the people. Man of the people. people. But he did make it home by about 7 p.m. local time, which means with traffic getting to his house, so he landed, sorry, at 7 p.m. He made it home probably till 9-ish, so he might have missed the birthday party, but I'm sure he was home in time to give his little boy a birthday kiss, a goodnight kiss. What do you think? I, I, you know, my, and I told you this, my take on this situation, at least in this, of being put in between a rock and a hard place of your father's coronation mm. or your son's fourth birthday. Oof. I mean, like, no matter what, if he missed any of them, he would have been the worst guy in the world. You know what I mean? But <laughs> he did what, what uh, any smart person does. You make the best of it and you attend both. Both. Even if, even if both. you travel if you you get on a plane and travel more than you're actually at a location just to say you were there, I think he did it. Credit to Harry. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. Have you ever been in those positions? I've never been invited. My dad's not never been crowned king, but some nights I bite off more than I can chew, and I of do drinks with do. too many different people, and I find myself spending more time in a taxi than actually enjoying people's company. But it has to be done. You have to juggle. Life is difficult, so I'm proud of Harry for, for making both. Some people are saying he was snubbed at the coronation. He oh. was in the third row. So he was with his cousins Eugenie and Beatrice in the third row. I don't think this was a snub. He said he didn't want to be a member of the working royal family anymore. So all the working royals were in the first and the second row. The third row were, were relatives, but not people that worked in the company. What do you think? Should have they found one extra seat for him in the front row, or is third uh, row fine? Technically, yes, but at the end of the day, it's the third row. You and I have been to many of Broadway shows, and we all know the front row, you don't want to sit there, <laughs> because there's don't. so much... It's too you don't close. want to sit front row Broadway. I mean, you want to sit in the third row, at yes. least, because you you can see everything, you, you see know, every, like... You see everything. And, 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 and you know what? I credit to the third row, because again, Harry, man of the people, sitting in the third row, probably haven't seen most of his aunts and uncles and cousins in quite a while. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, Harry's... Hello, <laughs> Harry. And you know what? He won points over with all those... All those quote-unquote common family members mm. uh, by sitting in the third row. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, fam- family is family. Like, it, like it, it. I think it looks poor on the the, the newly crowned king uh, to say, you know what, you are my blood, and uh, I want nothing to do with you sitting in the front row. Like, mm. it's kind of yeah, I- I- silly. Maybe I don't. I don't stand on ceremonies like that. When I go back to Britain to see my family, if I'm not on the front row, if like we don't really go anywhere. But if I got third row tickets to Taylor Swift, I'd be very happy. Let's put right. it like that. Third row is pretty great. I've I sat know, Rob, right at the back. So, l- l- let's take it like this: Is your sister married? You're, you have a sister, right? Uh, yes, I have three married? sisters. They're all married. They're all married. All right, let's just say, take one of them. Let's just say they're getting married for the first time. Yes, you as part of the family have your sister go. Bobby, does she call you Bobby? She calls me Robert. Robert, Robert. I'm going to put you in the 
third fine with, absolutely with fine you, you would know it's yes. your sister's wedding you no should i'm be fine with it my with, mom and dad no, are in the first no. row her favorite sisters in the you first row you're drinking the royal kool-aid no, and I'm i don't like fi- you for this i'm fine like with the third row no but what way. did make me Get laugh is sitting directly in front of him was princess anne that's charles's sister and she's no nonsense Anne had a huge feather sticking out of her hat. So it looked as if they had buried Harry behind Anne's feather. Now, if you remember the last time the two of them, Meghan and Harry, were in Britain for the Queen's funeral, some people claimed that they hid Meghan behind an enormous candle. So now people are saying they deliberately (laughs) put him behind Anne's hat. If Princess Anne was sitting in front of you and she had a big hat on with a big feather, would you ask her to remove her hat? Well, yes. And I also envision like that, that feather tickling Harry like in the nose, like <laughs> like it's getting in his way, and, he, and then he sneezes, and everybody's like, "God bless you." And they look, and it's Harry bless sneezing. You. It's like, oh, Shh. Harry trying to take the limelight That's away from right. Dad again because he's he sneezing. He can't win. Talking of Anne, people are saying she was badass and slaying it as the coronation. Technically, she was her brother's bodyguard. So there was a lot of people there guarding him. We saw a lot of them, about 4,000, 5,000 troops. But I'm told there were hundreds of undercover people too. But the technical role is called gold sticking waiting. And what that means is that you are the personal bodyguard for the king during the procession. That's why Anne had the feather in her hat. And that's why she rode on a horse behind the carriage if i became king you would be my gold stick garage which sounds a little bit dirty i'm already your gold stick (laughs) um and i said stick by the way um so you're telling me they they put this feather in her hat just to treat her like a child at disney world that wears a balloon on the back of their backpack so their parents know where they are at all times. You're getting very close to being sent to the tower, my friend. I will get out. I'll find a way. I I know the Rapunzel story. It'll take me a few years. You have lovely hair. Grow that lovely hair. Okay, moving along. Disgraced Prince Andrew. He was booed on his way to Westminster Abbey. The younger brother of King Charles travelled through the streets in a state car, but people were booing him. It was tricky because he... He's a bad man, but yet he's still a member of the family. Talk about burying somebody on the third row. I don't even know if I would have invited Andrew, my brother. What do you think? Do, do you realize we're treating Harry the same way we're treating Prince Andrew? Mm. Like It's almost as if they're on the same level. Yeah. And and I think we all know that Andrew is is beyond, like, not even... Comp- like, it Isn't makes it? Harry look like a saint yes. in the sense of asking to leave the family versus Prince Andrew, who is, you know, obviously lost without his friend Jeffrey Epstein uh, on this planet Earth. So, Oof. I mean, let's 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 all think about that. Every time everybody goes, oh, Prince Harry, think he is not the same as Prince Andrew. We should be chastising Prince Andrew way more than we do to, uh, to I, Harry. I totally agree. In fact, some people are saying, I agree, that Andrew was treated better that day than Harry. Right. Andrew really was treated better that day than, than Harry. It's amazing. It's so, so... So wrong. Hey, let's do some nice stuff. So Kate Middleton stunned. She was wearing Alexander McQueen. That's the same designer who designed her wedding dress back in 2011. Also, too, at the big concert yesterday, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie. Kate turned up in a beautiful red pantsuit, and that also, too, was by Alexander McQueen. People are asking, what did she have on her head? It was not an official tiara. In fact, it was a new piece designed by McQueen. I think it looked 
amazing, and I like this too. She had a little reference. Her daughter Charlotte wore a very similar colour dress, a similar colour headpiece, both designed by Alexander McQueen. Now, as a fashionista, Garrett, who's your go-to fashion? If you were going to the coronation, who would you call up and say, make me a gown? Uh, well, I, or a gown, I don't know. I'm not very well-versed in the, uh... Or a suit, darling. What about Uh, a suit? Well, well, yeah, suit, then I would go Tom Ford. Oh, yes. Tom Ford, Mm -hmm. definitely. But, you know, you can't... I I think I would say Alexander McQueen. Like, I would be, like, one of those, one of those, like, Disney, Disney (laughs) movies where, (laughs) where the, the poor man, you know, gets this, this opportunity to go to the coronation, (laughs) and you just hear someone go, oh, Alexander McQueen. I'll be like, that one, please! Alexander (laughs) McQueen for two. Uh, Harry was in Dior. Harry looked good in a Dior suit, a three-piece Dior suit. I love the fashion. We have to talk about this, and you're a dad, so you can tell us all about this. Yep. The kids really stole the show. Little Louis, George, Charlotte. They're grown up all, fast, uh, by the way. Adorable. So Louis's only five years old, and he was spotted in the car, waving, waving frantically on his way to Westminster Abbey. After the Abbey, they returned to Buckingham Palace in his coach, and he was waving in that. Little George is nine. He had a role, a special role during the service. He was a page boy, and he had to carry his grandfather's robe down the church. I think it was four of them. I thought this was really sweet, too. Charlotte has taken on this role, she's eight years old, of really looking after little Louis. They were spotted holding hands. It was really adorable. They were holding hands throughout the ceremony. And get this, sources tell me, there was a nanny ready to whisk Louis away if he was naughty. If you remember at the coronation, he kept pulling faces. I think it actually was the highlight of the coronation. So there was a nanny there ready to whisk him away, and he did disappear for about an hour. The ceremony was two hours long, and for about an hour and a half, Louis disappeared, and then he returned at the end to sing God Save the King. What's it like turning up with kids? Well, of course, but, you know, that hour is either well spent, uh, an iPad of watching, you know, like (laughs) a Bluey yeah. Maybe or uh, watch uh, eating some Cheerios or puffs uh, just to uh, you know make the time pass by or having a little drawing pad and uh, you, know, you, you know sketching some some things that are out there. But I mean it, they're 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 kids and and for anyone to go oh how rude like they're five they're the nine five. They, at the end of the day I'm sure they understand to a degree but but it's just big glitz and glam to them mm-hmm. it's big colorful things and they'll learn about it when they're 18 19 and understand how how important it was but yeah they're 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 kids and for for to, to sit there it's a lot like it's a I lot remember, it, like I, I I look at this as when I was a kid and I don't know how religious you were Rob uh, but like when you would go to church on Sunday it would just as a kid it would be it would be kind of boring kind of boring like, kind of long so so imagine sitting there and dressing up and like like the kids ha- as a kid do these royal kids have to be dressed up as they are as we see them on TV all the time or are they in like sweat you know sweatpants and a hoodie yeah when we don't see them they're in sweatpants and jeans okay. and t-shirts right. so they live uh, a very sort of normal very special normal life when they're not in front of the cameras I think they did a splendid job and I think William and Kate have done a beautiful job with their children and they really do try to keep them out of the spotlight when they are not at big public events but I can't imagine I mean just being a, a young boy knowing that one day you're going to be king and the horses and seeing all those people dressed up and getting dressed up yourself and seeing crowns it's and capes cool. I think it's, it's exciting it's kind of cool imagine being nine 
nine years old. Can you imagine? And like find understanding the fact that one day, yeah. like you dream, like it's all, oh, I want to be Superman when I grow yeah. up. Like you're gonna be a freaking king. king. You're gonna be a king. <laughs> like there's no, there's no like, oh, maybe I won't, maybe I will. Oh, well, unless you're Harry. Uh, but, <laughs> That's right. But but he's he's gonna be a freaking king. He's gonna be a king. He's going to be a king talking of the next king. There's a really sweet moment when Prince William knelt before his dad, King Charles, and kissed him on the cheek. This family is not really known for public affection. So to see William kiss his father on the cheek, he took a pledge, a pledge of loyalty to the king. It was a symbolic moment which marks William, who is the heir to the throne, that he has a mutual obligation to the monarchy. After he kissed King Charles, the king whispered, thank you, William. And I think it was a lovely united front, and it sort of reminded you that the monarchy will go on and on and right. on. It will be passed well, on. So here, like, I don't know if you know how it works, uh, you know, with the president and the vice president, where, you know, they can't, uh, with the exception of major events, they're never in the same room. Together. Yeah, that's right. You, you know what I mean? Just in case, God forbid, something God were forbid. to ever happen. So does this apply now with the king and his son, where it, they really can't be in the same it's a good question. It applied from the day he was born. So from the oh, day wow. William was born, they're not allowed to be on the same flight together. They're not allowed to be on the same helicopter together. They are allowed to be inside Buckingham Palace together and Westminster right. Abbey. But there is that concern that they want continuation of the monarchy. The line of succession is protected, like here with the president and the vice president. So there are protocols in place here. Also to William and his son, little, little George who's going to be king they don't fly together when they travel William often travels oh, what separately a I know. what a parent's Kate dream Kate has to travel right with the kids I know he lucky him he gets away flying <laughs> without those <laughs> oh, sitting no, next no, to no. him hey don't worry we need to do this it's, yes. it's, it's, you can imagine protocol. with your son Hudson royal, Hudson royal, you, you can travel protocol. with mommy daddy will fly peacefully by himself this is fascinating so people are confused now who is Camilla what's her title Camilla is the queen and so there's many reports that should be the queen consort that is not true she is now the queen and they referred to her as the queen on the royal website ahead of the coronation the royal family's website has now ditched queen consort title for camilla and they simply refer to her as the queen i thought this was odd too but maybe it's a sweet thing camilla's ex-husband Andrew Parker Bowles was at the coronation despite her 20-year affair she had with Prince Charles. I don't know if I was Andrew if I'd want to go. Well, I mean, if that if that's not like written into the next episode of uh, The Crown, like I mean, like that is that is that is royal soap opera drama its highest right there rob sure do you know like if this was like on on abc at 12 12 30 this afternoon you, you you know the ex would be running down the aisle like as if it was a wedding and be like no I your eggs you. your ex is there this is what makes the harry stuff so so weird like they're furious yeah. with harry but they can invite her ex who she cheated right. on we have so we have prince andrew right uh, disgraced just, uh, disgraced just treated just like harry then we had the the husband the ex-husband 
who was a part of a 20-year-long affair, affair. Uh, sit, sitting there treated better than better than the guy's <laughs> own son. I mean, uh, this is why I'm saying Team Harry realized what they're putting Harry. him through. Can, right. can, uh, a question about Camilla, because I yes. saw this photo. Was there three or four different Camillas standing there as body doubles? <laughs> one was her what sister. Was that photo? So one what was, was her sister who did. Right. I mean, they look alike, well, and they, one was her friend for many years. It was just in case, like there was. No, a, there no, I wish. I wish. I, honestly, I love that room because they did look similar. But no, one was her sister. One was her friend for a really long time who did an interview that day, calling her the queen, and said it's just remarkable she'd known Camilla for forty, fifty years, and now she has to bow to her friend. Gosh, Garrett, if you married the king and became the queen, I'd have oh, to bow. Oh, let's be honest. You make me bow to you all the time. Like that, <laughs> no, no one sees that because they, you know they're listening to us right now. I like your little, curtsy. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it, let everybody in on a little secret. When Tell I it. first met Rob, he goes, "Please always greet me with a curtsy <laughs> or a bow, depending on what you're wearing at the time." I know I take you more for a kilt skirt, uh, gentlemen. That's right. Uh, when you're in your but, kilt, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bow and, your head. Uh, so, That's so ever since. Anything for 10 years now, I've been bowing to Rob Shooter. Can, uh, so before we get more back into the coronation, yes. about the coronation, with the performances. So I found it quite interesting, though, uh, if you look at it. So Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and uh, uh, AHA. Or take perform- that with there. Take that. Lots of take- British groups. Yes. So, so Ed Sheeran turned down the chance to perform at the coronation, right? Mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran ends up on American Idol last night uh, behind the judges' table. You know why? Because the two judges that normally sit that that table, <laughs> Katy Perry and Lionel Richie, are are literally at, at where Ed Sheeran was requested to be at, which he turned down because he was busy. He was busy. And then on top of that, they do a live feed where where King Charles ends up on American Idol last <laughs> night, be, being interviewed by Katy Perry and Lionel Richie as Ed Sheeran sitting there going, "Hey guys, I thought we were." In going to do this because I, I, it's turned, a little I said awkward. I was busy. It's a like little it had to be all, I, I, I looked at Ed Sheeran and I like not to say he had an eye roll but it was like okay great. It's a little That's awkward. A, it is yeah. a little awkward. I'm told too he's just got a new album out and his priority is selling that and I think he thought he'd sell more albums by going on Idol than performing in Britain. Plus they wanted the hits. They don't want you to sing your new stuff. They want a hit. Hey quickly before we go to break we have a few more royal items we have to tell you about. Yes. The balcony. The big balcony moment. This was in Invented by Queen Victoria. And so she was the first one that went out on the balcony. The first ever royal public affection we ever saw. The first times we ever saw royals kiss. It was on that balcony. It was Charles and Diana. And so Camilla and Charles did come out on the balcony. Everybody's talking. Harry not there. Harry was always already on his way to the airport. So the minute the ceremony ended at the Abbey, everybody went back to the palace and (laughs) Harry went to the airport. Yeah, Harry was at pre-check. Yeah, he was out of there. And then I love this story too. Kate and William put out a statement saying, what a day. Thank you, everybody who made it happen. I love this. It was a little video, a tribute to to all the highlights of the day. They have a social media team who are fantastic. I thought it was lovely for them to do that. And it's such a great thing to say, what period, a period, day it you know, really that, was that that's the equivalent of uh, uh here in the states on, on a text message when you're texting with friends so it'd be what clap emoji uh 
clap emoji, gay clap emoji. You know, Thank you. you. Know. Thank you for the translation, my friend. That is it for today. What a day we've had. Thank you so much. Where do we go from listening. here? What's, the, what's next? What's the next royal thing? Because well, the coronation. I well, I think it's going to be a story. We're going to want to know what Megan's up to. What's the big thing next? We're going to be constantly watching Kate and William. It never ends. They're, they're our Kardashians. So we will always, I promise, keep you up to speed with all that breaking news. That's it for today. Thank you so much yes. for listening to this special edition of the Naughty But Nice Show with Robin Garrett, Very a production special. of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. And remember, all together now, if you're going, to, going be to be naughty, you've got to be, got to be nice. It's Naughty But Nice with Rob. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hills and Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 